This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Welcome back. We're here for another episode with Eat With Ellie. By the way, I googled on the internet, obviously, if there is any other references towards the eating without the disorder, because you know how last week I said that I figured out that catchphrase and I'm loving it and obsessed because it is true and it works with all that we're going for. So I Googled to see if it's a thing and it's not a thing. So TM, 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 trademarking that shit. Anyway, I am feeling so much more fresh today, honestly. I've had a good sleep today and it leads into what I'm, oh, 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 I've got my puppy over and she is trying to take the microphone off me. She is so well behaved, Skylar, and her name is Skylar because she is the, she's, she's licking me, oh my gosh, she's just come onto my pillow set up with the microphone and now she's sitting on top of my phone. She is so cute. She would literally come and like this morning I went to the toilet in the middle of the night. Uh, This morning I went to the toilet in the middle of the night. That makes sense. I just went to the toilet in between my sleep and I came back into the room and she was lying on my pillow. Oh my gosh, she is an angel. And she also, by the way, just (laughs) slipped off the pillow because I've got satin pillows for my curly hair. If you ever want to hear more of my curly hair tips, let me know because satin pillows are the way to go to avoid frizz. Honestly, for any hair type, but really, really good for the curls. Or if you can get silk as well, that works. I've got satin. Anyway, she just slipped off and she's so cute. Now she's lying back on me. Hi. So today we are talking about the grief that you may feel with your eating disorder when you try to recover. So... You will feel this either, we're going to get into a lot of depth into this shortly, but this some this is something that you may feel even before you've decided to recover and it's what's holding you back. It's kind of like it has to do with that ambivalent feelings that you will have towards recovery because you fear losing the eating disorder. So we're talking about that fear and that like that grief that you will feel during recovery and even before, maybe even after. I just posted on my TikTok as well a visual of what this looks like right now. So go check it out at Eat With Ali. She's so cute. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. So what am I proud of myself for this week, you may ask? It is. It could appear as a smaller thing, but remember, we're always celebrating the big and the small wins. And for me this week, it has been still going to Muay Thai and the gym because 
I'm finally feeling more refreshed this week, but throughout the week, like today is pretty much the first day that I'm feeling more alive and awake, so yay, but before this, I have just been absolutely struggling, like my headaches have been out of this world, painful and annoying, didn't like it, and I'm just, my constantly, my eyes are drooping, they're annoying me, and I'm just like tired, and then I struggle to actually fall asleep, like go figure, thank you very much, so It's been rough. It's been rough. But I've still gone to the gym and Muay Thai. As much as I'm literally pushing myself to get up, the getting changed process is probably the most annoying because I'm just like, really? I'm just like struggling to accept that I'm going to the gym or Muay Thai. But I remember those amazing feelings and those happy endorphins that get released every time I finish my workout or even during it. So, even if I'm absolutely positively exhausted, I'm pushing myself and I go to the gym one more day. So, I'm really proud of myself for that, honestly, because it's been tough and I'm proud of myself for pushing through. And remember, remember, it is also very important in times like this to then not beat yourself down when you don't go. So, like, for example, if I didn't go on these days, I would not start to put myself down and criticize myself for not going because that certainly is not going to encourage me to want to go again because I'm just going to remember these shitty feelings that I'm associating with it and feel bad about it so yes there may be some days where I decide not to go because I'm absolutely like I'll fall on the floor asleep if that happens well I'll ensure to get the security camera footage from wherever I am to to have a laugh about it later so for this week I'm excited and I'm proud of myself that I went but if there were times when I decided not to go that would also be something that I would have been proud of myself for that that I would have shared with you guys I was proud of myself for even though I was exhausted and I didn't go and do my workout as I had planned I did not turn around and beat myself down for it okay so that's also something very important to keep in mind self-talk equals self-love So to get into today's episode, what is grief? Grief is the response to loss to which a bond or affection was formed. That is why it is connected to eating disorders as well. We have made such a bond with the eating disorders, with our eating disorders, because we've become attached to it, we've become reliant on it, and for a long time, for most people, it was a secret between ourselves and the eating disorder. It was an escape from reality. It was a place where temporary relief was felt. And it was a place where for a long time we probably, most of us all believed that the eating disorder was helping us. So to then have to say goodbye to it when you've become so reliant on it can be a very hard thing to do, which is what a lot of people actually struggle to let go of which is why eating disorders are so hard as one of the reasons to recover from. So today we're going to talk about grieving and eating disorder and the signs and the stages of grieving and a few tips as to how to make the process of grieving eating disorders easier. Okay, so first we're going to talk about things that you may be feeling or have felt when trying to recover from an eating disorder that relate to the grieving of the eating disorder. 
So this includes you feel like your eating disorder made you feel loved and accepted, especially if you felt completely alone. It made you feel a sense of control. It made you feel hopeful to get to a skinnier body size. It comforted you when you felt insecure, distressed, anxious and guilty. It made you feel like it was going to help you feel more confident about yourself and your body. So then when you find out that your eating disorder is actually not serving you and is dangerous and damaging you mentally and physically, you're, you're confused. You're shocked. It may hurt you that you've put so much belief and dedication to one thing, the eating disorder. And now you're just being told or you're discovering that everything that you believed was a lie. You may almost not believe it, especially at first. It just doesn't make sense. You've thought one way your whole entire eating disorder period of time. Now you're discovering that none of it was true. Your eating disorder has taken up so much of your time, your thoughts, your life. It is understandable why to let go of something that you were so reliant on and attached to will be difficult. So if you're feeling anxious and alone and worried about letting go of the eating disorder it is understandable and it is nothing to make yourself feel bad for or feel like you're so strange or insane for thinking that way because it is not true and it is definitely a common thing to be felt I felt it I was frightened of letting go of my eating disorder I had that that I was in control of myself when I would eat all this food and then vomit it back out. I had control of what stayed in me and what didn't. I was afraid of losing my body size and gaining more weight again. I was afraid that if I revealed my secret of having an eating disorder, that I would lose it. But I've realized that there's a reason that I kept it a secret in the first place. It's because deep, deep, deep down, I knew that something wasn't right with this eating disorder, with this bulimia, with this binging and purging. And there's a reason why I didn't feel like I could talk about it. So it's almost like I knew all along that this isn't something that I should start. And then starting it and getting to such a low place, both physically and mentally, to then having to say goodbye to it again and say goodbye to a lot of other things like my body size. Keep in mind that I also got to say hello to a healthier body and mind, of course, And being able to look after myself and learning about nutrition and my body and my mind and why it is so important to look after it. But to come to terms with deciding to recover and what that would mean for me, it wasn't easy. And a huge part of this was because of the grief that I felt in losing the eating disorder. So throughout this episode, I hope that you, you know, hopefully take notes, but also Ask yourself in your head to all of the things that we talk about if that is something that you're feeling. And we're about to go into the different stages of grief and have a think about what stage you're at. Think about it. But yeah, I I feared losing this eating disorder and I also became very down and shocked that I had been almost brainwashed into thinking that this eating disorder was something that was helping me and that I couldn't live without it and I needed it to find self-love and to feel confident and happy with my body and myself. 
It was this whole big lie, and to accept that can be extremely difficult. And I was afraid of not being the skinny person anymore. I mean, I didn't always believe that I was skinny, but hearing people say to me that they thought that I was skinny, I was afraid to lose that. That was my only reassurance, really, that I was skinny. Like, I've said this before, but I just, I lost sight of what skinny truly was. So I thought if I'd lose my eating disorder, I'm going to have no reassurance from anyone that I am skinny, or that I'm at least skinny-ish. But the thing is, I shouldn't have relied on anyone to tell me that I'm skinny, to feel skinny. And it's not even about being skinny, it's about being healthy. It was hard to realise this, especially at the beginning, but I had lost my rational self. Like, that person almost didn't exist. That is something that I had to relearn, and honestly, there is always room to learn more. And my eating disorder was also holding me back from finding self-love and loving myself for who I am and for what I look like. And to stop just putting myself down for everything, especially when it came to my body and my looks and just, just me as a person, right? So I had this fear of losing the eating disorder, but deep down I knew that something had to be changed and there's a reason why I need to let go of this eating disorder. Start to listen to that voice in your head, the one that is dying to come out and have more influence over you. Because I think you know deep, deep down why you are having these thoughts and maybe try to stop ignoring them. If you think that something is wrong and there's this voice inside your head telling you to let it go, to move past it, to get away from it, at least give it the time of day to think about why you were thinking this. So whether it's those relationships or whether it's your eating disorder, if you are not 100% ready to let it go or just, doesn't matter what stage you're in, but if you hear or you're listening to these voices inside your head that is clearly there for a reason, at least ask yourself, why is it that I am thinking this? Why is it that I'm ignoring this? Why is it that I'm pushing it to the back of my head? Why is it that I'm not ready or willing to accept this? And they could be for very understandable reasons. It's something that you've held on for so long. You've built a deep connection with this person or this behavior. You care for this behavior or person. There could be so many different things and it is okay that there is something that is making you fearful of losing it or sad about losing it. That's that's what this whole grief thing is about. So technically, like this whole episode, I'm basing it on eating disorders, but it could go for anything in your life. Maybe it's, I don't know, back to that example, you're grieving the thought of losing someone important in your life. But if there are things in your life, maybe even the thing that you're thinking about right now as I say this, that you are purposefully ignoring and pushing to the back of your head and refusing to accept? Stop pushing it to the back of your head. Acknowledge what it is and ask yourself and really, really ask yourself and think as to why it is that you are pushing this to the back of your head, pushing this out of your life and why it is that you think this. 
Why are you refusing to let it go? Why is there this voice inside your head trying to push out and tell you to live a different reality to what you are now? Why are you running away from this voice and why are you ignoring it? Truly ask yourself. Truly. And whatever you are thinking of right now, if anything, that's where you're going to start. Because it is obviously something impacting you and I'm sure you will come out so much stronger if you start to listen to that voice and you action it. Remember, it's got to get ugly before it gets pretty. But it's for you and you are the one that is going to benefit for it. Even if it's tough at the beginning, you will come out stronger. You will come out stronger. Okay? All right, so now we're going to go over the seven stages that are felt from people that are grieving. So it's good for us to go over the different stages of grief. So then when they do pop up, especially during your eating disorder recovery, you're not completely just shocked, surprised, or just completely bewildered or confused as to why these feelings and emotions are in your life. So we're going to go over the different stages to to give you a bit of a heads up. Right, so stage number one is shock. You may experience shocked feelings once you realize that your eating disorder is actually hell on earth and that it needs to go away. Especially when you've thought about it in such a loving and helpful way. No, that's wrong. So yeah, you thought one way all this time and then to discover that it's the complete opposite can be pretty shocking. Especially when you believed that your eating disorder was your friend, that was your reality, and now you're realizing that what you thought to be reality was actually your imagination and this fake reality that was brainwashed and created by your eating disorder. So it can be pretty shocking. Then stage number two is denial. By the way, keep in mind that you could potentially feel all of these different stages at different times. This is the common order as to how you will experience these feelings. But if you feel like yours is all jumbled up, That is okay. It's just how you're dealing with this grief. Anyway, stage number two is denial. This is when you've discovered your new truth and you're struggling to comprehend and accept that this is your new reality. So then as a way to protect yourself, you you try to stay in this denial stage where you're not where you're not truly acknowledging what is happening so that you don't have to accept it. You're trying to stay in the life that you once knew and you're trying to avoid what it has become. So when you're in denial, you can't truly process the things that you are feeling and therefore move on from it. Pretty much you're trying to block out what you have discovered in order to avoid the pain and also what will change in your life. The next stage is anger. It is the buildup of all of your emotions, especially if you've been denying your new reality and refusing to feel it to therefore accept it. So from all of these emotions that have been building up that you've been keeping inside, eventually it could even explode out in a a very unrelated way to the actual problem or whatever it is that you've discovered. So the eating disorder in this example. So what I mean is say that you've realized that your eating disorder is scum and needs to fuck off and you've just been refusing to accept it and you've been building up all of these emotions that you're refusing to let out because you're afraid of accepting what is your reality and what is actually the truth so all these emotions have been built up built up built up built up and then 
I was going to use the example that you step on a Lego, but that's actually frustrating. So that's a bad example. Um, someone pushes you by accident, hopefully, at the shopping mall. Shopping mall. I don't, have I ever said shopping mall before? It is shopping center in Australia. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, someone has bumped into you into the shopping mall slash center and you just explode. You're like, ah, what the fuck? Hopefully that doesn't happen though. Or if say, if on a more of a personal example and probably more of a realistic example, to be honest, you've been building up all of these emotions and you've just been highly irritable and, and then you ask your your family member to bring home a chicken and cheese toasted sandwich for you and they come home with a cheese and tomato sandwich and you crack your shit you're like i asked for one fucking thing hopefully you're not going to yell and scream especially at someone that has tried to do you a nice deed I get it. It can be annoying. Been there, done that. Not particularly with a cheese and tomato or whatever, but I get it. It's irritating, especially if you're in a bad place, but not their fault. They actually did something nice for you. They went out of their way to bring you a sandwich. It was incorrect, but not the point. Next time, get off your lazy ass and go get it. But the point is that you've built up all of these emotions and this cheese and ham sandwich has absolutely nothing to do with your eating disorder in terms of your eating disorder being a shit a shit yeah a shit that needs to go away (laughs) and and now you've just unleashed your fury onto someone else over something so technically small and it's because you've built up all of these emotions and this anger and this rage and it's coming off in unpleasant ways So this anger has probably started to arise in the first place because you're starting to realize or you're starting to be disappointed that you've allowed yourself to get into this mindset and headspace in the first place. You've allowed yourself to take part of an unhealthy behavior that deep down you knew in the first place that you shouldn't have done. So now you're just, you're angry and you're disappointed in yourself for the stages and the life that you have gotten yourself into. If you are feeling stuff like this, by the way, as hard as it is to accept, we can't take back what we've done, our mistakes, our actions, our behaviors. But what we can do is learn from it and change our futures because of it. If we can learn from anything, anything, especially when it comes to mistakes and fuck-ups, and we can reflect back on it and think, Yep, I was a shit, but now here I am. I've understood and I've learned from this. I know why. I understand and I accept as to why I did this in the first place. I understand why it's hurting me now that I've made these mistakes. But I can't change it. If you can accept that you can't change what you've done, that is when you can start to action it and learn from your mistakes. Truly learn from your mistakes. And to do something about it to give yourself a better present and an even better future. So as difficult as it is to let go and to forgive yourself for things that you have done. Once you have done that, 
you are opening yourself up to a better life and a happier self. But once again, you will only see changes if you start to make them. Stage number four is bargaining. It's when you've started to acknowledge your loss, but then you're trying to make it go away. So this is when a lot of the guilt and the shame and the worry will come out because you're questioning to you're questioning yourself especially as to how it got this bad. In terms of the eating disorder, you will question as to how you let yourself get to this in the first place. You may even start to put yourself down, which as we've just discussed, you do not want to do. This is the stage where you want to go back to it all before it even happened, to avoid all of these mistakes or to avoid this loss that you were feeling. So you're questioning, how, how can I do that? How can I avoid this loss? Maybe you're trying to avoid seeing your body change. You're freaking out about having a bigger stomach size. You haven't fully realized that your body changing is not a negative. It is meaning that your body is getting healthier again. You're going to start to question yourself. You're going to feel vulnerable and helpless. You want that control back. You're going to question whether or not this is the right thing, you know, to recover from your eating disorder, especially if you're thinking about your body changing. You're going to question whether or not recovery is actually what you need or if you just should have done a better job at keeping your eating disorder a secret. Or maybe you're questioning whether or not you would have gotten a different outcome if you went into recovery sooner. You're going to question whether or not this will actually make you happier and healthier. You're trying to imagine different paths that you could have taken to avoid the outcome that you are currently having. But we can't change what has happened. So we have to work on and do what we can to get a good outcome from the choices and the steps that we have taken. Stage number five is depression. You may not necessarily feel this one, but in some way you will most likely feel the sadness part of it. So you've started to fully acknowledge what has happened has happened and it is making you sad. You may even start to feel a lack of motivation. You believe that nothing is going to get better, that you've put yourself in the shitty situation and now you can't get out. This is not true. I thought it would be impossible to heal. There were so many attempts that I tried before I truly got onto a recovery track. But during my attempted stages, I hadn't discovered self-love. And that's what I needed to truly get me onto a recovery process. The self-love was so important. But I started to feel that lack of motivation when I had no self-love. When I was trying to recover. Because I didn't have enough support from myself, for myself, to push through those uncomfortable feelings that are there when you are trying to recover. It is uncomfortable. It is uneasy. You are not familiar with, I mean, in my case, the non-vomiting, the non-binging. So when I had no self-love, meaning I had no self-worth, I didn't believe in myself, I didn't think that I could do it, then when it comes to these uncomfortable feelings where my eating disorder is saying, come back to me, you need me, you need me, you're going to be fat, you're going to hate yourself even more, how can you let go of the thing that is there for you, that is helping you be skinnier, well yeah, you're a fucking liar, eating disorder, shut up and get out of my head, but when I'm hearing all of these thoughts from my eating disorder, or from my eating disorder mindset, when I had no self-worth, of course I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to this voice inside of my head that's saying, you can't do it, because I didn't think I could either. 
So of course I'm going to run back to the eating disorder and I may have tried, yes, to not do the binging and then not doing the purging. But until I grew and started working on that self-love and started believing that I am worth the change and that I can do the change, I had no true motivation to recover. I didn't believe in myself. My eating disorder was trying to quote-unquote comfort me, to make me feel like I needed it to feel better, to get that temporary relief, the temporary relief, when I would vomit and get it out of me, the food. And I'm listening to the eating disorder mindset, and there again, there we go again. The other mindset deep down inside of me, those voices were telling me that this isn't what I want and this isn't going to help me. And that didn't make me feel good either. The fact that these eating disorder voices were becoming louder and louder in my head. So it made me just feel so lost and hopeless. And I wasn't giving myself any encouragement or motivation to keep going. I needed to find a way that was truly going to get me to a recovery stage of my life. Which leads us into point number six. The testing period. Which is where the self-love comes into it. This is when I started to test all the different self-loving ways that I thought would help me to start self-loving and therefore recover. So the testing period is when you start to discover and look for different ways that will get you to a happier reality again. To find what works for you. To help you. It is also the important stage where you have to not take part of the unhealthy strategies or the ones that is going to bring you down. So it took me a while to find all of the helpful strategies that would get me to self-loving and to therefore recover. It took a lot of trial and testing and I figured out what worked for me. So if you want to know what those are, go check out those episodes in my podcast that I have for self-loving. Okay, and stage number seven, acceptance. Yay! It is when you start to realize that this loss and this grief that you are feeling is real. It is when you start to apply what you would have learned in stage six, the testing, the helpful strategies you start to apply in your life. It is when you have acknowledged what has happened, what you have learned from it, and then you start to do something about it. So this stage may take longer than the other stages to fully be a part of, and that's okay because it gives you something to look forward to and to work hard to get there. And then once you're there, or you've started to feel like you're getting there, it is going to be a very rewarding feeling. And I know that you can get there. Okay? Alright, so now we're going to talk about the impact that grief and loss can have on your eating disorder, recovery. So when it comes to recovery, you could be experiencing a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelming emotions, and also anxious outbursts. I definitely definitely felt heightened anxiety, heightened stress, and such an even more lack of distrust in the world and myself. I was changing realities, the one that I had been living in for so long with my eating disorder and the one that I'm finally starting to realize that I need to be in now, the one that I need to accept, the true reality. The one where I start to finally realize that the eating disorder is dangerous and unhelpful for me. 
So acknowledging this and accepting this in and trying to recover, yes, there may be a lot of stressful emotions and anxious feelings that you will have. It is a very vulnerable time to be in. And without the right headspace or the right strength and courage and belief in yourself, there's a higher chance of turning back to the disordered eating and the disordered habits. Which is why I can't stress enough the importance of self-love. Your self-love is going to have your back during these times. And they will be needed. Your self-love will be needed. Also, another thing that could go on when you're dealing with all this extra stress, you may start to look for uh, a roundabout way to not necessarily, like as an example, you know, with bulimia, you might not necessarily vomit, but you'll look for a sort of a neighboring habit that is still unhelpful for you, but you're convincing yourself that it is still better and it may be, it may be, but you're convincing yourself that it is still better than the eating disorder, vomiting, so it's okay. But deep down, you probably know again that it's not, but you could be feeling anxious about, you know, getting a bigger body size, so you try to still avoid that. So you're looking for a way to cope without the binging and the purging. So an example would be... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Excessive eating or excessive exercising. And I'm all for exercising and eating controlled portions. But 
there's a difference between doing that and then the excessive side to it because when it becomes excessive there is a higher chance of it leading back to the dysfunctional habits of an eating disorder. So as you're feeling this emotional dysregulation, you may also find yourself trying to disassociate with your social circle. This relates to the previous episode with accepting the help that you deserve. So maybe you feel like you're distancing yourself because first of all, you're filled with all of these extra emotions, all of this stress, all of this anxiety, and you fear being a burden, you fear being judged, and you fear being misunderstood. But it is okay to accept help from someone else. And having support during these difficult times will be beneficial. And you do deserve to be helped. And you deserve to feel supported, okay? So don't run away from that. And if you're distancing yourself from everyone else, and you only have your eating disorder mindset to listen to, with your more rational mindset being less heard, this could lead you going back to the unhealthy habits. So don't run away from help. You deserve help and you deserve support. So when you're experiencing all this high level extensive stress, you may start to feel more physical symptoms of grief. So the symptoms that I'm about to mention, it is normal to feel. You may not experience these symptoms at all, but they are some things to look out for. So you may experience appetite changes, restlessness, fatigue, stomach pain, difficulties to sleep, shortness of breath, headaches, and digestion issues. These symptoms are also very common in a vast amount of different things in your life. So these symptoms have a lot of involvement with a vast amount of different things that you could be going through, like even the flu. So just because you may be experiencing some of these, it might not even be related to the grief, but just something to look out for. But if the symptoms grow, they also help to help you to naturally try to overcome the feelings because no one wants to feel that, that type of stuff. So sometimes these physical symptoms can actually be a helpful way for you to start taking action and to start acknowledging that maybe you are feeling this grief. It, it could be a helpful way for you to acknowledge that you were experiencing grief and then do something about it. Because I don't know about you, but no one wants to have difficulties sleeping. I certainly do not. Okay, and now we're just going to go through a few helpful coping strategies that you can try to help you process grief and loss. A lot of this, especially what works for you, will come through trialing different things, experimenting it and seeing what sticks and what you feel like benefits you the most and what doesn't. So a big one would be to be mindful. To be more mindful, you want to try to, first of all, reflect on your well-being and how you're feeling. You want to be able to determine what it is that got you to this stage. So this includes your trigger points, like what actually led you to this. So as an example with me, so for example, with me and my eating disorder, I had a lack of self-love and I was influenced by movies and TV shows thinking that binging and purging was the solution to my problems. Obviously it's not, but it is important to find the root of your cause, which would be for me, the lack of self-love. So figure out what that is for you. And then also the trigger points that made you take those actions. So whether that's maybe social media influences or movies and TV shows that you're watching, find out what it is that was triggering you to take those actions. And then also determine what the triggers were for you that made you stay in those actions and develop it even more. So with me, that would be 
checking the scale all the time and not liking what number I saw. That was a big trigger for me, which just made me want to vomit even more and become more reliant on vomiting. It may be helpful for you as well to write all of this down, all of your triggers, everything that it is that is going to help you be mindful so that when you're being more irrational and assuming the worst and thinking the worst, you can come back to these notes and it will help you de-escalate your anxious thoughts and help you come back to reality and help unravel your thoughts and remember why it is that you are trying to recover. The next tip is to try to meditate. Oh, you know I love my meditation, but honestly, it, it is the biggest stress decreaser. It helps clear your mind and it helps you be more present in the present. And it can help you let go of things that is holding you back. It is a calm place for you to rationalize your thoughts. And it's a place where it makes it even easier for you to be more mindful. So sometimes when I meditate, I suddenly have like these exciting ideas. It's because I'm in this calm state of mind where I'm just letting shit come to me. It's fun and I love it and I'll like write down my thoughts. A lot of it has to come down with actually like (laughs) podcast episodes. But honestly, my mindful thoughts when I'm meditating have to do with everything. It's just a really nice and calm place that you can come to. My meditation playlist is on my Discord page. Once again, thank you to Chantel Hyde. We love her for that. Another strategy that you can try to take is taking part of your creative outlets. Whatever it is that allows you to open your mind. This includes, like, I would put journaling in this category because you can just write down all the shit that you're feeling and you're just releasing it onto the paper and out of your head. And then when you read it back, you might even realize just how many of your thoughts were were irrational and thought with fear. Fuck off the fear. So, creative outlets. Go to a painting class. Go to a drawing class. Go to a a clay making class. I I feel like I've talked about that before. I really want to do like a, a pottery class. Go do that. Go do something that's going to be fun. Go take photos of pretty places. Go cook some food, go make some croissants from scratch. I did that and I loved it. Go read, go put on music, go dance to that music. Literally do things that is going to make you happy. Keeping yourself busy and being in the present. Doesn't that sound like fun? You're going to soothe your mind and body, have fun doing what you're doing and release that stress. And overall, I want you to remember that healing from an eating disorder is a positive thing. You may not believe that right now, but I cannot wait for the day when you do realize that what you're doing has improved your strength, it has improved your courage, and it's improved your self-love. When you come out stronger, you will be excited for what you can achieve next. You thought that this was the biggest thing that you could do? You thought that this is the strongest thing that you could do? I mean, hell yeah, it's gonna be up there, but if you got through this, Who knows what else you are capable of? You are capable of anything and everything that you set your mind to. So if you can get through this, you can get through anything. No more being trapped in the lies and the bullshit that your eating disorder is telling you to be true. It's going to be hard to accept that your eating disorder is full of shit. But once you do, you can mourn it and you can send it the fuck away. It is okay to feel. It is okay to be sad that you're letting go of something that has been such a huge part of your life. That is okay. But grieve it. Know that it it has got to go. 
and shoo it off, fling it off, fuck it off. You don't need it. And if you want to recover, you may miss your eating disorder and still want to recover. And that is okay. And you will be happy and you will be okay as long as you have yourself. Grieve what you have lost, but then move on from it and you will be wiser and more authentic and healthier and happier than you ever were before. Your eating disorder was a big part of your life, but it doesn't have to be forever. Yes, it has been in your life for who knows how long, but just like many things in life, we can let it go. Use that energy that your eating disorder is hogging and use that energy to achieve your goals, to achieve your dreams, to achieve what's going to make you happy now and even happier in the future. And keep and keep on improving, updating and upgrading those goals of yours. If you achieve a goal, make another goal. If you're working towards a certain goal and it changes along the way, you're growing along the way, okay? Goals aren't set in stone and neither is the behaviours and the things and the people and the whatever in your life. One thing that is, is you. You will always be there for yourself, even if you don't believe that right now. You will always have yourself. So you need to look after yourself. Don't go through life thinking, what if? What if I let go of that eating disorder? I felt that current pain and I moved past it. I grieved the loss of my eating disorder and now I'm stronger on the other side. I've learned more about myself and I'm now loving myself and looking after myself. You need your body and your mind to function. So start listening to it when it is giving you these signs, when it is telling you that something needs to be changed. Put yourself and your mental and physical health first. Realize that you need to let it go. Let it go. Grieve that loss. Work on yourself. And then look forward to the moment in your life later on where you can look back and think, I fucking did that. I let it go and look where I am now. How you like me now? Eating disorder. And as much as your eating disorder loves to tell you that you need it, the eating disorder actually needs you. But you're not going to serve that. Sorry, motherfucker. I don't have time for your shit. I don't have time for your shit. I don't have time to deal with your shit. And I certainly don't have time to take part of your shit. So fuck it off. And I'm just swearing on a swearing rampage right now, so we're going to end it there. But fuck it off. That's, that, that is the point of my rant, okay? So, thank you for listening again. Love you. A quick hello to Indonesia. Hi, welcome. It's time to eat without the disorder. Hello and welcome. And I need to... Uh, I've been sitting in this very uncomfortable position, not sure why. Oh, yes, I do know why, because most of the time my puppy was on top of me. She's not anymore. But I didn't move, so that was, yeah, yeah, that was my fault. <sighs> if I have a sore back tomorrow, you know why. Or a more sore back than usual. I tend to always have a sore back. Anyways, love you all. Thank you for all listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you can take something out of it and realize that grief is okay. Feel it and then do something about it. Okay? So, I'm about to go to footsies. I don't think that's what it's called, actually. Futsal? I don't know. It's when you do outdoor sports. Wish me luck. I'll be throwing a frisbee. I've got doms in my arms, so I'm very curious as to how this is going to go. But, you know, we're going to get outside and 
get outdoors and have fun. So I hope you all have a lovely rest of your day or whatever time it may be. Have a lovely day. Can't wait to talk to you soon. And now it's time for the best bit. When Ali stops yapping. (laughs) Jokes. You love it. Actually, quickly speaking of, someone messaged me and said that I have a very soothing voice. And oh my God, I have not heard that before. So thank you. Love that. Really surprised, but also appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully there's someone else out there that thinks the same. Thank you. What time is it? It is time to eat with Ali. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 